This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is uh, the number. Talking text line. No, I made a statement. You accuse me of something I'm not. You can be confidently wrong at times. Huh? Are you human? All the humans I know make mistakes all the time. Of course they do. As do I. But then I sent him a message saying, you can stop being condescending. It'll pass. So, Anyway, nice conversation, though. In the studio with me today is the chief of police for the city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Jeffrey Norman. How are you today, sir? Good, sir. Thank you for having me on. That's the first time you called me sir today. I'm just letting y'all know, because normally he don't be calling me <laughs> sir. <laughs> like, what you want? <laughs> And hollering at me and stuff. I'm like, I don't work there anymore. Why are you hollering uh, no, at me? No, no. no, I'm just telling <laughs> So how was your Black History Month? Well, um, 2023 has been tough, but uh, February 2023 has been even tougher, especially in regards to, you know, dealing with a uh, fallen officer, uh, being put into a membership that no chief wanted to be in. Uh, I will say that uh, – you know, trying to work through a lot of uh, trauma and tragedy right now, but I can say that the uh, support and the love from not only the members of the department, but also my family and friends is a blessing. And so you've had, like, you had a year that I had when I was at District 6, which is why I left and had the most, um, I think that, like, year we had more, critical incidents in district six that we had throughout the entire city. And I remember calling the Academy and arguing with them. You know, you call post, be like, Hey, we need some, Oh, it'd be fine. I'm like, no, we, we, right. we need to shut down the shift, have right. district two cover. Right. We need a debrief. Right. And then they actually called me back like two or three days later and apologized. Cause right. they said they went back and checked and started naming off, you know, officer shot, officer involved shooting, death, shooting at the district, and it just ran through. And I said, I didn't notice it till somebody came in and they looked shell-shocked. I'm like, what's wrong with you? And they were like, well, you know, Luika's getting to me. And I started looking back and going, wow. We even called in the dispatchers. We called in everybody that was working that day mm -hmm. that took a call yep. and all the staff and debriefed. I can't imagine doing that with an entire department mm -hmm. with the – trauma that's been going on including the year I retired right it's it's been ongoing and not stopping right how do you contend with that so one is being intentional just like you were intentional in regards to making sure that the concerns and you're seeing something be addressed um, and also ask for help uh, beyond asking for help like you say taking that shift offline or bringing in you know others who may be affected you know, for those who work with Officer Jervin, uh, they were taken offline. Yeah. Allowed to um, support each other. 
um, be able to receive services, having our wellness team uh, be intentional in regards to being there, debriefing, but also asking for other organizations like LEADER, Law Enforcement Death Response, mm-hmm. members all across the state coming in to assist. Um, and then just from the services, we had you know our members stepping up from all different districts to take, a, take the calls like you talked about. But also, um, we're part of MCLEA, which is the Milwaukee County Law Enforcement Executive Association. They help. Suburban districts came in to help so that we can, you know, get a little bit of a breather. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, um, you know, we understand this is part of what we sworn off to, to protect and serve. But still doesn't make it any easier, especially in regards that you want to have officers in the right mindset uh, going out there serving. You don't want someone has their... Uh, head not right in the game. And so there was a, we even had a debriefing at the executive level. Yeah. We had wellness team came in and actually part of the leader support team come in and sit us all down, chief included. No one is uh, off limits when you talk about hurting, yeah. uh, dealing yeah. with trauma, and that yeah. uh, too often it's unfortunate people expect you to kind of stand tall, you know, it's, Kind of almost double talk where, you know, yes, let's make sure we get the team well. But those who lead is like, what's wrong with you? You know, stand tall. You can't handle tears. You know, right. you need to stand and, you know, be almost inhuman. Right. You know, and it's not trying to, you know, cry a river for me or cry a river for the team because, you know, the hours that were put in was almost to a part. It was almost inhuman. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Been there. <laughs> you before. do what you got to do. You yeah, know. working those literally twenty four hour days. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. The day when I had uh, went on the mic, uh, I had twenty seven hours under me. Yeah, you know, but uh, you can't, you know, allow that to seep in into, you know, the public facing face. You know, right. so. I I, re- I remember seeing you on TV, um, and we've we've known each other for twenty what mm-hmm. five years, mm-hmm. thirty years, something. Oh yeah, I, I remember seeing you. And I, I, I think I'm, com- I think you're comfortable enough with me saying this. I saw you when you broke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And somebody said, "Well, why, why is the chief? You know, he's the chief. Why is he crying?" I hmm. said, "Well, look at it like this: he could break here, mm-hmm. or he could break at home. Right? You think he gonna have tears when he's at home? Right? That's gonna break in a different way. Right. You talk about domestic violence. You right. talk about, you know, PTSD and all this, and it should be taken care of. Right? When it comes, one of the ways to get through it." Is when it comes, let it come. Right. So I'm comfortable enough in my uh, manhood, in my fatherhood. I'm never afraid or ashamed of my tears. Right. It's where I just don't want to get to the point where I'm a blubbering mess that now the tears overtake my my speech right. or my my You're ability thinking, yeah. to you know deliver. But you know, too often we have, especially within the you know circles of men, you know. Don't don't show emotion. Right. Don't act like you can be affected by things, and that keeping it in rather than bringing it out contributes to that trauma. Right. Contributes to that, you know, not having your mind right. So we need to be able to share our emotions without shame, and also support, and not to bring it into a point of that is going to be, you know, to use to humiliate someone or to demean someone. Like I always say, I don't have any tolerance for those who have that level of disrespect or not being able to be, you know, again, human. So it's all good. All right. We're talking to Chief Jeffrey Norman, Milwaukee Police Department. When we come back, question is something's got to give 
what's going to give in the city? What's going to break before we can get this city back to the way it used to be? You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Questions, 833-212-1017. More of the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number if you have a question for the chief. Talking text line says, hi, Ken. Uh-oh, must be somebody I know. Hmm. Can you ask Chief Norman the status of the investigation into police dragging the unresponsive man after shooting him? Is it appropriate to disturb the scene when a person and place no longer represents a danger? I can almost tell you the only way you know that is if it isn't a danger because many things happen suddenly. But he goes on to say, what was the purpose of moving him was the person shot in the back? We need police accountability whenever police kill someone, especially when the police kill because they fear for their lives. No disrespect intended. We deserve an answer. Your thoughts? Absolutely. The uh, public deserves to know what's going on. Um, and the processes that we do have in place <clears throat> uh, is something that's been established because the public wanted to make sure that this was taken care of in a way that could be objective and also uh, having an outside agency investigate. And so this is still active uh, in regards to the investigation. Um, as was stated when we had put out our press release that day in regards to that, we also are aware of the social media posts and also the uh, incident that is going to be, uh, again, investigated. But we all have a process, and the process right now is the criminal review before the administrative review because there's a hierarchy. Uh, so this is not going to be put to the side, but there's a process in regards to Individuals who are involved have a um, right or they deserve to be interviewed and asked, what was your thoughts? What, this is what we saw, but what did you believe or what did you understand or what did you see? So um, definitely I get that there is a reporting out, and we try to do it as best as we can. But, you know, the unfortunate thing is when you rush too fast, then people want to do Monday night quarterback and saying, you missed this, you didn't do this, why right. did you do this? As you try to cross the T's and dot the I's to be reassured that you have the right answers, now you're taking too long. It's it's a very fine line to walk as an organization because it's almost like, you know, and not to say anything disrespectful, but you're darned if you do, you're darned if you don't. Right. You know, so right. um, I believe in being um, right as best as we can and that uh, we will have some answers, but at an appropriate time. All right. All right. And so... <clears throat> But something's got to give like what 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 needs to give parents, students, teachers, cops, uh, politicians like what 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 needs to change in order to make this city the the way it was when you and I were on the job? Uh, is there a letter says all the above? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's actually E. I, I, I look at it from the standpoint. We all got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. Uh, but where are the compl- where's the complaining, though? Like, I don't hear anybody screaming from the rooftop, not one politician, not one organization, nothing. Well, I guess it depends on what uh, areas you're looking at. I know from, and I can talk about from an anecdotal, 
you know, having conversations from residents, having conversations with elected officials. There is a combined frustration I'm hearing. But when you talk about from a public view, I think, you know, again, you know, when you listen to certain groups uh, or even like the mayor, he does talk about regards to being upset with all the violence and how we need to all be uh, involved. Or when you talk to, you know, a number of different, um, you know, like I said, residents, community groups, there is a uh, resounding um, uh, pushback in regards to saying that this is acceptable behavior. But there is still a, uh, I will say, we're not in a collective Correct. One voice. Correct. Uh, a mold. Uh, and I talk, that, talk about that from just all points of all of us who have a hand in the benefit of this city. And so, because, and sometimes it's, you know, a difficulty of in one area of our city, you have issues about this. In another area, is the issues about this. And there is not a collectiveness of, okay, what are we all going to say? This is the most important thing to deal with and put all our collective efforts to that. And that is a challenge that, you know, I get it. We have to navigate all that and make sure that we balance it. But um, there is, I, I, I do see what you're coming from in regards to where are we all going to be one of what is this going to be the most important thing that we all can put our energy in and focus on. And, and I think that's the key word you said, energy. We put energy into what we allege the police did when they didn't. Or when they did, right? But we don't put the same energy into a dead five-year-old, a dead 12-year-old, 13, 15, and 16-year-old. Like, we we just kind of go through the motions. Like, okay, why aren't we marching about that? Why aren't, why aren't we marching to get parents to take care of their kids and make sure they're in school? We're not complaining about anything. I uh, sometimes wonder myself in regards to are we getting to a point where we are desensitized? I've said it many times in interviews and press conference. Please, public, don't get desensitized to our youth being taken from us. And when I say youth, because we're we're older, I'm talking about anyone 21 down, maybe even 25, because we're seeing the unfortunate effects of negligent handling of firearms. Right. You know, these kids who are 19 year olds are kids to me. 18-year-olds with handguns, they didn't go to a store and buy that, but they're using these tools in our community where there is, you know, pockets of energy and and, and pushback, but not collective. I mean, the level of um, anger and angst against us about the incident that we just talked about, the question, uh, was uh, you could cut it with a knife. And I get it. I understand that. But there also should be a collective anger when we see a five-year-old who got, got a hold of a unsecured weapon or, you know, someone who's out there who uh, is, is harming our community where our, our mothers and, and fathers are being harmed in regards to stray bullets and, you know, uh, those who are just going to work or taking their kids. I mean, there was a guy who was shot taking his kids to a birthday party right. because of a reckless driving situation. Where was the anger on that? Where was the social media blown up on that? That stuff disheartens me reading these particular reports. And we put it's just much energy in bringing people to justice for those incidents with or without, you know, any particular type of publicity because it's what we swear to do. But, yes, I would love to see that same level of accountability about those incidents just as well. Not taken away from we should not be held accountable because, obviously, by the swearing oath, by the, you know, um, 
powers that we hold in regards to taking people liberty away, having the ability to use deadly force, that comes with a high, I mean, you have to have that scrutiny there. But again, you know, there should be, again, that same level of energy, that same level of anger of seeing our young ones being, t- and, and it's, it, we just had another one, another teen shot, right? you know, no one should be cool with that. Yeah. We should be happy with that. And I don't think saying people are happy, but not saying anything is just as bad as not doing anything either. But do we really know why they're not saying anything? Do we really know why it's quiet? I think, you know, anecdotally, we we might assume that it's trauma, right? Or desensitization. But at, but at some point, like nobody, it's just reported and it passes. And you might get the quote from the mayor that says it's a tragedy but where's the where's the energy the anger the changing when the Sherman Park riots hit you saw Mayor Barrett Alderman Stamper a couple others mad I mean straight mad on telling people, stop, we're going to come out there, we're sending the police, we're doing all these things. Now, a, a five-year-old shoots himself and uh, okay, huh? crickets. And I, I don't understand that. So, um, again, uh, I get a lot of feedback in different corners, but I don't see a collective feedback from uh, our main or just many different groups. Um, and I would love to see that. I would love to see somebody combining that effort together because I think it is important that I think there is a little bit almost like it, hmm, this is another one type of feeling. Right. And that's unacceptable. But, you know, I will say that, you know, especially, you know, I do see and talk with the mayor uh, quite frequently. I don't believe there is, you know, that, um, you know, I just – think it's run of the mill. I right, mean, the right. anger and the um, frustration, especially the many different press conferences that we shared and, and seeing the support for us in regards to getting the resources has that level of urgency. It's just that basically just trying to have a collective urgency from all groups interested, you know, now I'm talking about business community. I'm talking about in regards to our residents. I'm talking about in regards to, you know, um, our community groups, you know, it's, Everyone should be up in arms about this in a unified voice because it's way it's happening way too often. Oh yeah, and uh, and it's uh, disturbing each and every time. Yes, it is. Can you hang a little bit after five? <laughs> I got a little bit. All right, all right. The award-winning 1017 The Truth proudly celebrates Black excellence and the most monumental moments. So you can go back and listen through all of our uh, The Truth app and all those fun places where we do podcasts and check out our monumental moments in black history. We celebrated black history month all of February and all the interviews, all the information is right there. So you can listen to one Oh one seven, the truth celebration of black history month. It was sponsored by UW credit union, Tayback law, Cardinal stretch and American family insurance. You're listening to the truth in the afternoon. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. 
bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We got the chief a few more minutes, so we got calls. I'm going to take the talking text line, then we'll take the call, and then we'll get you out of here. Are there trauma resources for the family of the young man who shot the officer? They're experiencing the same trauma as the chief and other officers. Their trauma should not be ignored or untreated. Our community is is traumatized. Your thoughts? And uh, absolutely, there's a number of different venues you can receive services. I know that working with Director Hamilton with Office of Violence Prevention, he put out in regards to resources, there's a number of different community groups that you can uh, receive resources. Uh, and I don't want anyone to take you know, what I'm talking about in regards to our trauma the wrong way, but as the leader of the department, I'm expected to take care of those, uh, you know, again, individuals who are providing services to our city uh, wellness. And as we are, you know, responding to uh, the community, we work with a number of different partners to help with the trauma and also uh, providing services to those who are in need, one who requests and, and, and receive. But, you know, that is uh, something that, you know, you can, you know, put, you know, bring the individual to the water, but you can't force the individual to drink. So, um, if anyone ever needed services, I know we have a great victim witness services with our particular department, but uh, we don't uh, just turn away anyone just because, I mean, it's important for us to be able to serve all. All right. 833-212-1017 is the number. Marlon from Waukesha. You're on the new 101.7 The Truth. How are you gentlemen doing this afternoon? We're good. How are you? Hanging in there, sir. Good, good. Good. So I just have a quick question, and it's about uh, body cam timelines. Um, We're starting to see uh, around the nation where body cam is being released quicker and quicker. And here in Milwaukee, it seems like body cam is not released that quick. I understand you got to do investigations, but um, it's it's also a transparency thing. And when when the body cam isn't released in a timely manner, it makes the community feel like, 
you're hiding something, you're trying to see something. Because, and especially when you guys like do something great or good, the body cam is out with less than 12 hours. So that's my question today. And I'll hang up and listen to your answer. All right, thank you. Thank a lot. Appreciate that. I wish we could have talked a little bit more because I'd like to hear the example where it was out in 12 hours. But, you know, I think that a lot of times when we have these kinds of uh, commentary, you know, when we say that the video is out in a timely manner, is it transparency or is it time? Um, transparency is showing uh, what you are, uh, you know, investigating what happened. Uh, is this a time issue where you want it quicker? You know, um, this is something that I keep, you know, asking in regards to what is the true goal? You know, do you want it sooner? But see, what I find, especially with our public and they need to really understand that, you know, when we look at across the country, we all have 50 different states, 50 different laws, right. 50 different rules of engagement. You know, um, when we look at those particular other agencies, do they have the same type of you know contractual rules or legal rules that we have in the state of Wisconsin? But even with that being said, because the two things I hear about bringing the video sooner is one that is going to be more transparent because it's sooner. I, I don't. Get that. Then um, the second part is is that uh, it brings closure. So if you get a video without any particular answer, how we have closure? All we do is generate uh, more questions. It's going to generate more questions, yeah. and 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 that is defies logic that someone will say, "Show me a video that I will have questions," and that they will be accepting that all we can say is we're still investigating, we're still looking into it. We understand that that's a good question. I don't have an answer, you know, so I get it in regards to that. You know, we want to get the uh, answers uh, in a a lot more efficient and effective manner. But in the age of TikToks and all type of, you know, quick hits, there is a part where we start to think everything operates in that type of environment. And even and I love it when they when they respond to, well, Tennessee, you know, they got it fast. Understand this in Tennessee, the. DA stated he was not releasing anything till he charged. I have the quote. And it was almost a month before they did It was a month. So when people want to make comparisons, make comparisons with apples or apples, not apples or oranges, not apples or pineapples, but apples or apples. And that is where we can really have a very um, robust discussion. Even though the Fire and Police Commission is looking into this matter, and I said this and I said this publicly, wherever the Fire and Police Commission designate us to do as our governing body we shall do but i as a executive you know with 27 years in a job and a law degree i must tell you about what can be the potential cost and benefits right. the consequences of having this quicker i get it it is what it is but i say this and i'm glad i'm being recorded i've been saying it everywhere i don't believe that our public will be accepting a video being shown with no context I just I, I don't I don't um, believe that anybody will be comfortable or agreeable to that. So I will, you know, defer to whatever is directed to the market police department. The market police department shall do. All right. Well, thank you much. Any parting comments? Any last words? Anything you want the public to know? I would just like the public to know that, you know, even in spite of all the challenges, we have dedicated men and women out there putting effort in to, you know, address the violence, address the reckless driving. And I know that sometimes there's, you know, things that we're not proud of and 
We're working hard to show accountability, to show that there's not going to be enabling or trying to, you know, cover up anything because I know there's been some accusations of that. I won't tolerate that under my watch. As a born and raised, lived in this city all my life, still live in this city, I understand I'm a recipient of these services just as well as everyone else. And that at the end of the day, I hold my head high in regards to decisions being made because I'm a man of character. I'm a family man. I love this city. I love my position. And that at the end of the day, we're working hard for you. And that we just hope that at times when there are some of those, um, you know, not so shiny moments, give us grace to be able to explain ourselves before uh, looking to the, you know, glasses half empty rather than half full. And that, uh, you know, we are in decisions that come from this administration is absolutely coming from a good place. All right. Well, thank you much. I appreciate it. Jeffrey appreciate Norman, you. Chief of Police, City of Milwaukee. Uh, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We'll be right back. More of the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com.